Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of How We Roll Podcast. We're an RPG-based podcast, and we focus on Call of Cthulhu, some Dungeons and Dragons, and occasionally one-off campaigns. If you're interested in contacting us and want to know where you can find our podcasts, you can visit HowWeRollPodcast.com, which offers links to Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitch. What? If you enjoy what we do and want to support us, you can donate to us on Patreon. And with that said, let's get on with the show. Yes, please, please, just get on with the show. Yes. Welcome back to How We Roll Podcast. My name is Joe, and I'll be DMing. I'm joined by four players who will be trying to survive tonight's scenario. So before we start playing, do you want to say a bit about who you are and who you're playing? Uh, Starting with Owen. Hi, guys, I'm Owen, playing Saf Gage, the Arcane Trickster, level 4. Hey, I'm Dave, uh, joining from Ind. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, I'm playing um, Ulrich Godson Nachthammer, a noble dwarf paladin. Revenge paladin. And the last of our regular players tonight, because obviously Aaron's character is dead, <laughs> we have Niall. Uh, hey, I'm Niall. I'm playing Voran Alar, a level four wizard. And uh, last but by no means least, we are lucky again to be joined by Aram from Godspell. Hi, my name is Aram. I am from uh, God's Fall and also from America, which is another cursed place right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. It was really hard to enjoy seeing family in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Trump land. Yep. For now, we're working on getting rid of that fucker, but for now... (laughs) (laughs) So, um, for the past few weeks, we've been following Grayson and his companions, James D'Amato and Mike from uh, RPG Academy, on a side quest adventure, um, which at this time of recording actually hasn't been released. So Niall and Dave genuinely have no idea what happened to Owen's character, Saf. I think when we last played, you guys had met Madam Eva, who had read your fortunes, and revealed the locations of various things that will hopefully help you in your quest. Right at the end, we'd kind of like all just rolled perception, and uh, only Saf had noticed Irina sneak out of the wagon into the night. So what we're going to do is to try and sort of match up these stories, is we're going to travel back in time before one foot even happened. <laughs> to, <laughs> to find out uh, what happened to Voron, Ulrich, and uh, Paul Silvara. So that's all right, guys. Yeah. Cool. I love the fact you both did the Wayne's World thing together. <laughs> it doesn't come across in an audio podcast. Spot the Americans. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we're going to start streaming again in the next few weeks, so you'll be able to see all our crazy faces. But um... Laptop's going to be ordered tomorrow. Nine working days to arrive. Can't wait. Okay, so uh, Voron and Ulrich. Consciousness returns abruptly, like a gravedigger's shovel crashing into the icy ground of your blasphemous slumber, forcibly exhuming you from the dark oblivion of dreadful and disjointed dreams. You don't remember what awful nightmares assaulted you during the night, However, you do know that the longer you spend in these profane and ungodly undead forms, the worse the nightmares are getting. And you worry that each morning, less and less of your true selves are returning, leaving something inside you, something wrathful, a void in your mind whose black tendrils of malice rip into your remaining free will. Sort of look over it. Uh, I, I I don't know. Is it, uh, are the dreams getting worse for you too? I can't tell. I just when I wake up, I can't remember anything really. Just darkness. Where's that? Where's half? So outside, the wind howls and the snow swirls heavily. Enormous flakes dancing in the wan light of dawn, obscuring vision and covering the clearing and forest with a thick, impenetrable drift of snow the pale, anemic white colour of a drowned corpse. The wagon door is ajar, and already the snow has been driven in, covering the floor with white and drifting around Sorvarix's corpse like an ever-moving halo. Saf and Arena are no longer here, but outside you do see two sets of fast-fading footprints in the snow, heading off into the forest. Um... Erich sort of looks down at um, 
Solvarex's uh, corpse, now probably quite frozen corpse. I don't think he's coming back at this point. But that little shit will get himself into trouble if we don't follow him. Come. And I'll start and I start following the uh, the footprints in the snow. Okay, guys, do you have um, survival or investigation? I have something here. Um, you have investigation. This. Sorry, I <laughs> can't do much about that right now. All right. No, no and I have, no for me. I have investigation and it's plus six to investigation. Okay, so give me an investigation roll, Voron, as you step into the snow. See, it's plus six, but I'm not very good at rolling. I got a, <laughs> <laughs> I got, a, I, got, I got an eleven. That's right. So, it looks like from the way that the footprints, at the sort of depth and the way they're they're spaced, is that um, Irina left first, and you think that Saf followed. His footprints are kind of on top of hers. All right. Um, Saf, are you like a little hobbit? Do you wear shoes, or have you just got like bare, giant, hairy, bare feet? Oh, I, I wear shoes. I'm a dapper, dapper kind of guy. 100% wear shoes. <laughs> so it's just like tiny footprints on top of hers. Brogues, if we're being specific. <laughs> Halfling shoes are definitely those creepy toe shoes, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I do CrossFit uh, in my toe shoes. <laughs> oh. So yeah, shoes, I guess. That, that was a question I hadn't thought about for my character. <laughs> okay. It's canon, so halflings wear shoes in, in, our, in our campaign. No, 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 no just this one. Fancy den. Yeah, I'm a real yeah. You know. yeah, every other halfling is like disgusted by him. Like when, yeah. when, he, when, he, when he went into the cobbler to get these made, the cobbler was very, very baffled and confused. It's <laughs> like it was the first time request ever. Why would you need them? Oh. Yeah. Am I being punked? You want what? <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, the snow is fast turning into an icy blizzard, a gale wailing around you as you struggle through the forest, a towering shadowy audience of dark trees which surrounds you as you follow the trail left by your missing companions. It's not long before you reach a clearing beside a roaring river, bloated with snowmelt and the ripped black limbs from fallen trees drifting by. In front of you, the trail breaks, one simple path becoming many, there's footprints everywhere, all over this clearing. Uh, human footprints, animal footprints. Uh, so you sort of bend down and start sort of looking at them closely. You definitely see Saf's and Irina's. Um, you also see to like the east what looks to be a wolf footprints, but like gargantuan proportions. Like each footprint the size of. Like a, a massive dinner plate, huge. We're not going then, that way. The footprints turn. The, the wolf footprints seem to turn into booted feet, and join the sort of melee in the middle. What size are the booted feet? Like a size ten, I'd say. <laughs> I don't think those are women's. I don't think those <laughs> are arenas. Um, can we track um, the, the halfling feet? Okay, so you, you need to give me a roll, so you can do Investigation, Spot, or Survival. Uh, I'm going to try that old Investigation roll again and see what happens. Ah, oh, 17 this time. That's much better. So it looks like Saf's break off from Irina's um, before he got to the clearing, and you see that he's crouched down beside a, a bush, and you do notice there's like a little wrapper where he's eating some food and sort of some crumbs behind the bush, and then he's dived forward, obviously at speed. You see, like, I don't the toe is pushed really deep into the ground and he's dived forward um, and then it looks like he's been picked up and then the, whatever picks him up has moved towards the river and you think he's thrown forcibly into this frozen icy deluge that he's dead <laughs> <laughs> is there any like, sign of broken ice or is the river still rolling already? The river's rolling like it's not frozen over okay um <laughs> Do you just think I was going to be no, lying on ice to stare in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> he appears to be frozen thrown out of the ice and he's just unconscious. Oh, like I've broken through it, I was thinking maybe. Um, but should we follow the river and see where this leads? See I think if first maybe you he should, washed up? You should backtrack and try to follow Irina's footprints. Okay. We'll see what I can find. Will I roll again or do I continue on from what I had? 
No, I need a separate roll. As I said, investigation of spotter survival. Right, crit. There we go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you actually seem to get quite an idea of what's happened. It seems that Irina's come into the clearing um, where she's met this wolf who's turned into a, a, a humanoid character. Saf's then dived forward, obviously, to attack, and this humanoid has picked him up and just thrown him aside. Irina's then ran west along the bank of the river, presumably trying to help Saf, or maybe to get away, because behind her, this character's followed. So you can see their footsteps running to the west along the riverbank. My character's like Rain Man. Just see something. <laughs> it's like Sherlock. All that elven <laughs> background is doing good, yeah? Yeah. Uh, right. So let's follow the follow the um, river. We follow the footprints. The footprints. Follow the ri- river, yeah. <laughs> see what we find. Fuck you, Silverex, and your dead buddy. I wanted to actually hack off some of his tail just in case I get hungry along the way. <laughs> but um, we were we'd already left before that could happen. So. And uh, after meeting Madame Eva, all your hunger's gone, all your exhaustion's gone. Like somehow meeting her is kind of like giving you some sort of sustenance. Um, so you follow the footprints and the raging river through the snow-shrouded forest. I've just realised how much alliteration I've done in this writing. Fucking hell. <laughs> the snow uh, ebbing uh, the further west you go. Um, from ahead, you hear the sound of a mighty waterfall. No, that's not a good sign. Um, and the river's like dropping down into the canyon. Maybe it's on the uphill waterfall. Oh, that, that, that would be much better. <laughs> well... Considering how things are going in this world, it's a the laws of nature have been violated. <laughs> oh, kinky. So, um, this is, again, this is taken from Cursor Strata. It's quite a complicated idea, so I'll do my best to describe it. So, the river sort of dips down and you follow it quite steeply to where it ends in a, at the base of a canyon where it drops down a further thousand feet into a pool below, billowing forth huge clouds of cold mist. However, High, high above you, another probably another thousand feet, a great stone bridge spans the canyon that you're in. You also notice that the clouds have cleared and you can see Castle Ravenloft from where you are, probably about two or three miles away, sort of to the northeast. Um, the footprints you've been following actually disappear here, um, or at least some of them do. The snow around them is flattened, like um, a huge rush of air has, has like forced the snow down. However, Irina's footsteps head south into the forest. Well, I think we should continue following Irina's. I, I would assume that she's gone to find Saf. Maybe she saw him go over or something. Well, it's not a complicated decision. We could try and risk our lives to save the little shit or follow the hot chick. Easy! <laughs> and sort of trudge off in the snow. I mean, you know that the chance of him surviving this freezing cold water and thousand foot drop are minimal at best. Um, Irene is actually going up, so if you sort of head south, you're going up the rise out of the canyon and eventually to this, you know, this bridge. To the bridge. Okay. I want to do that. Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, so you head off. Um, at any point, are you going to go back for the wagon, or are you going to stay on Irina's trail? We know where the wagon is. Um, uh, do we have any means of transporting the wagon? Do we have horses or anything like that, or is it just like... You're probably down a pig, aren't you? That's my pig. Yeah, you've got the pig. And I think you've got horses as well, so you've got a whole load. So the horses and the pig will be both with the wagons. Okay. Um, and the Vistani. I guess, yeah. I'll I'll run back and, and uh, grab the wagon and... What did we decide my pig's name was? Warty. Warty. I'll grab Warty. So the way that the... I, don't, I should have uploaded the map, sorry, I haven't. But so the way that the... Um, the Irina's gonna, is heading south, which will actually meet up with the road that you were on. So you could probably navigate and maybe if one of you follows Irina and one follows the wagon, you, you should be able to organize to meet up. It will take time. Voron, yeah, you follow the footprints. I will go get the wagon and meet you on the road. Okay, ideally at the bridge seems to be a good middle ground. Uh, I'll see you up there. Uh, so, Saf and Grayson, with the evil of Wanford defeated, 
you sit at the Burgomaster's house enjoying a hearty breakfast. Outside, the fairy tale village with its two dozen or so thatched houses is just awaking, awakening. You hear the watermill sitting beside the river, sloshing its wheel comfortingly, and for the first time in months, you both feel relaxed. Harvey and Naga are still asleep, and they've decided to stay here a few days. Whereas you, Grayson, have decided to escort your new companion, Saf, back east to help him reunite with his companions. You've agreed to meet your, your friends in seven days in the town of Valaki to the west. And your thoughts now drift back to the present where Harrick the Burgomaster is talking. So, um, I want to say a big thank you again to you both. And um, really, I... I want to apologise. The uh, the reward I offered you was my mythical shirt, which, as it turns out, is not a good fit for any of you. So, I'd like to reward you with something. Grayson has like eighteen dishes just in a little horseshoe all <laughs> around him, and he's perfectly happy. This so is a staff. fine reward, my friend. <laughs> so I will. I'll give you rations, and uh, if you want, I can give you mounts on your journey east. It's not a safe journey, as you know better than I. I will give you something if you'll accept it. You will happily accept anything you have to offer, my friend. But knowledge is always most helpful. I am certain... I'm sorry. The cultists I am searching for are the Vistani, correct? Yeah. Vistani. Vistani, yeah. Vistani. The, but specifically the red Vistani. Gotcha. If Bastards. you have any knowledge of these red Vistani and where I may find them, that would be most helpful. He looks really uncomfortable and says, The red Vistani come and go as they please. Rumours were true, they're the only ones who can leave this cursed land. However, the group you speak of headed west. You'll see them at Valaki if you get there fast enough, and if not, Valaki may be Kresk. Then perhaps a horse would be helpful. Obviously, we need only one. I do not take up much room. <laughs> of course, of course. A horse or a... And he kind of looks, looks down. Would a pony. pony be all right? Horses are few and far between in Womford. I think a pony would work for both of us. Uh, I mean, agreed, my friend. How am I going to get in the horse? I mean, hey, come on. This is incense, dude. And remember, like, this whole village is just halflings. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they'd have all... Yeah, they'd have all ponies. One horse would be, like, this gigantic creature. Yeah. So nine of them ride it all at once. <laughs> right, yeah. The, hor the horse is the king of the town. Right, is it? In terms of rewards, um, by any chance could you make me a resident of Wamford? Does this live the magical barrier thing that only residents of Wamford can pass through? We can do that indeed. Ah, yeah. Uh, we will meet with the council, um, but consider it done. However, I do have something which I've been saving, just in case I was going to leave the town, but I think maybe your need's greater than mine. And he pulls out um, from like a a sort of pouch at his waist but obviously something he's got and it's been like locked away safely and he's brought it now um, it looks like a token or maybe a fetish um, it's got like a long bird's claw and then a large raven's feather attached to it it's all bound together with a tightly wound coloured thread and beautiful shining jewels Grayson bats at it just bat 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 <laughs> So just to clarify, you're like a normal-looking cat. You yeah. just talk and fight. And yes, okay, that's exactly it's it. So like... Grayson has rolled onto his back. He's just batting at the feathers. <laughs> we should probably also point out that he probably doesn't know that you're a skeleton, Dave. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Oh, wait. Have wait. we met? We haven't met. No, we haven't met Maybe. yet. I think, I think I'll notice that when we meet. <laughs> oh, we'll do introductions. It'll be great. We'll have a barbecue or something. <laughs> <laughs> so as you may know, the uh, flour we make at the Grismill oh, oh, oh. is uh, made from wheat. What, what the hell is this bird claw thing you just handed me? Let me get there. Let me get there. And he's, he's still like, holding on to it. So the flour we get is grown by the Martikov family. Um, they grow most of the food in the fields that, well, I guess most of the food that everybody in Barovia eats. They grow it in the fields surrounding their wineries to the west. The uh, Wizards of the Wine Winery, have you heard of it? Yeah, you, you keep mentioning no. it. You've told us like three times. Well, anyway, many months ago, we provided sanctuary to um, Davian and his son Erwin when they were caught in a blizzard. In return, Davian gave me this. He told me, now listen carefully, it is only to be used in dire need, as its power will only work once. Throw it to the ground if you need to escape, and help will arrive. However, it'll only work if there's enough room, whatever that means. 
Hmm. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. My character is so tempted to immediately troll. So, Owen, I took I took notes of all of that for you, Owen. <laughs> yeah, keep doing that, Niall. I haven't started drinking yet, but it will, it will become a problem. The second that thing gets thrown, Grace is going <laughs> to pounce on it and chase it. That's exactly no option. <laughs> yep. Goodbye, Grace. <laughs> yep. Um, Thank you, my friend. We appreciate the assistance. Anything I can do. You've saved our town and many lives in doing so. Grace goes right back cat- to eating. Sorry. I love the cat's the straight man. Right, yeah. <laughs> can I fashion it into some form of like pendant or necklace shot? Just like tuck it under my shirt. Yeah, sure, definitely. By the way, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, Grayson is basically just a cap, but has a backpack. And the only thing in that backpack is an oversized sleeping uh, pillow because he insists on sleeping on the pillow and nothing else. It's all that he carries as equipment. Oh, and you've got like a pendant as well, haven't you? Oh, yes. Neck? I'm sorry. I have a glowing green pendant, and that's what allows me to uh, use mage Speak. hand. Whenever no no I can speak because I've been awakened right but okay. I can use mage but the uh, the pendant allows me to use mage hand so I can like you know do hand things basically <laughs> bat at things from so do, so doors yeah. don't defeat him <laughs> right exactly so you're a cat who scratches itself behind the ears <laughs> yes yes exactly exactly also I have a dulcimer because you know because I have a musical instrument I can apply so the so the mage hand will kind of steady it. As Grayson just plucks with his claws. <laughs> Excellent. This is a trick to my uh, my popularity and business. Uh, so, <laughs> what, what's the plan, Grayson? We'll form a band. <laughs> we'll form a band. Uh, as soon as I am done eating, and he like has three completely dissembled fish in front of him where there are just bones. <laughs> as soon as I am done eating, I am ready to leave, my friend. Yeah, maybe we should... Um... What was the two towns you said? You said um, Valaki. What was the other one for the Red Vistani joke? Sorry. Um, Kresk. However, you guys are heading east to uh, meet your companions. All right, we do Correct. know that, do we? Fair enough. Maybe we should head east to meet my uh, companions. <laughs> I, ag- I agree. It sounds as if I can find these cultists in many locations, and time is not as important as proper planning. I will go with you. If you want to bait them out of hiding, like... Bear with me, it's going to sound weird. If you have any children or you know, kids, <laughs> they tend to like those, apparently. Hmm. I have no kitten, <laughs> nor have I born any. But I am happy to use the human as bait. So, uh, a few hours later, when uh, <laughs> breakfast and lunch have been finished... Um, I think it's still probably only 10 in the morning. Yeah. Um, You guys begin to head out of the beautiful town of Wanford and are then immediately greeted with the cold, grey and dreary um, sort of valley of Barovia, still about a foot deep in mist. You know, you just see the top of Grayson's tail weaving through the mist ahead of you. Grayson's going to be sitting on the back of that that pony, I think. Just right on the, just like, you know, kind of perched right there. And set and yeah. Seth is going to be like wrestling, so it's we're, we're going forward, but it's, it's a very zigzag route, just wrestling him left to right. <laughs> My right. experience riding career. Uh, so you, you travel through the afternoon, um, and you realise that even here in the mountains, uh, the forest and fog are completely inescapable. Ahead, the dirt road splits in two, widening towards the east. There you see patches of cobblestone suggesting that each eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. As the ground lifts up and goes down, because I'm assuming we're not totally flat, does the fog oh, no, stay at steady at all times, or do the peaks and valleys pop out of the fog and then dive back into it? So it, it definitely thins, but it's ever-present. Mm. And I think we um, we worked uh, talked in the last uh, sort of scenario that the fog itself seems to be possessed and have a will of its own. Fun. Um, and stinks of vampire. <laughs> Great. Okay. So parked at the the fork of the road, maybe, I don't know, 50 foot ahead, um, is a large black carriage drawn by two black horses. The horses snort puffs of steamy breath into the still mountain air, and the side door of the carriage is invitingly open. Yeah, that sounds safe. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is it parked or is it moving? No, it's just parked, and there's no one driving it. Like, there's no one sat up on the top. You know, there's like a seat just behind the horses, completely empty. Okay, hold, my friend. Continue forward. I'm going to circle around, and Grayson will just pop off and kind of vanish into the fog and do like 
and come around the side. I'm going I, as that happens, I get ostentatious, like, ride up like a traveling minstrel or bard, just making noise and merry as I go to Perfect. greet someone. Okay, so you approach. Um, there is no sign of anyone, and there's no obvious footprints in the sort of light dusting of snow. And it's completely mm. black, no markings, no nothing, no... I know, the 357 is one for black. Anything, no? Although, as you look closer, you think there might be, like, a, a black coat of arms upon the black carriage. A hop up onto the roof. Is there a way in from the top? Uh, there's no way in from the top. Um, there is this door that's open. Mm. Um, and as you kind of glance by Saf, you see that there is an envelope on one of the padded leather seats within, inside. And it is um, addressed to you. Saf Thorn Gage in very curly, swirly handwriting. So, okay. Oh, there's a, there's a letter here for me. The service is amazing. I'm going to start opening it just so Grace knows what's up, basically. <laughs> ah. So, um, Grayson, you see Saf disappear into the wagon. I, uh, the wagon? Sorry, carriage. I would have liked to have cast Mage Hand to get that, but good luck, my friend. <laughs> you will You will learn <laughs> I am the trainer that ruins scenarios very quickly. Right. I mean... Fair enough. Okay, so there you go. So it's a oh. beautiful, thick parchment. Um, on it, there is a, a stamp, like a coat of arms in wax. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, and it is signed uh, Strad von Zarabes. Can you see the letter? Yes. Why is it always cursive? <laughs> Sorry, go on, Aaron. My friends, know that it is I who have brought you to this land, my home, and know that I alone can release you from it. I bid you dine at my castle so that we can meet in civilized surroundings. Your passage here will be a safe one. I await your arrival. Your host, Strahd von Zarovich, right? Zarovich? That's yeah. right, yeah. Strahd von Zarovich. You are way better at reading than any of, well, than me and Owen. I, <laughs> Thank you I, for that clarification. I'm a civil engineering degree. I, I read like a fucking drunk four-year-old. And Jaws puts it in cursive. It's really hard to read just to make it that much more difficult for us. I just like that Grayson can read. <laughs> <laughs> just little, <laughs> one little claw just going over line by line. <laughs> well, my friend, it seems that you are known. And it seems that you are invited. Will you go? I mean... If he's the only way we can get out of here, we, we should. I mean, he's got a lot of bad points. He, he, he probably puts on a good meal. He's got great postal service. I mean, say what you will about the dictatorship. He's got some things right. <laughs> um, we need to find my, my colleagues. It sounds as if the answers I am looking for may be there as well. I will join you on this quest. Yeah, this this Strahd character from, from what? It's not Isabella, is it? I keep calling her Isabella. What's her one's name? Irina. Yeah. Irina. So, Irina. La- Lady Irina, um, from what she tells us, he's like an overseer of this land. If, if they don't work for him, he will know where um, these Red Vistani reside. Um, and then just a meta for you, basically I'll assume like Phil Grayson in the story with... You know about Irina and everything, do you? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm a little bit, but I mean, I don't think Grayson would know, so feel free to uh, fill him in. So, look, lo- long story short... Gen- there's no point doing it in character. Might as well just met him. Yeah. Basically, she got bitten by Strahd. Her father ruled um, the village of Barovia. Barovia. He's dead. Killed by Strahd. Do we know that? Uh, died of fear because um, like their house was being attacked by wolves yeah. every night. And her brother has taken over uh, as the burgomaster of the town and was also keeping her alive with some rations. Uh Basically, that's it. She's now a badass gunslinger who's walking around with... was walking around with us. So they've basically been hired to take her from the village of Barovia to Falaki, which is where you're going to meet um, yeah. the others. Perfect. Naga <laughs> and Harvey. And it's typical for anything we're hired to do. We lost her. <laughs> right. We lost Owen. That happened right. But we still have a wagon full of platinum. And a dead, and a de- and a, and a dead colleague. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wagons, before we leave here, uh, Grayson would like to go through the wagon and do a quick investigation, see if there's anything else left behind. 
He's just going to spray the wagon to mark it as territory. <laughs> that is also what he's going to do. <laughs> Every corner. Each one. So you you find a, a, a very, very fine bottle of red wine um, and a few snacks. Oh. Cat appropriate. What's like Scooby-Doo all of a sudden? Um, I'll let you. I'll let you guys decide the nature of the snacks. Oh boy, ruby snacks! I think there should be some desiccated sardines. I think that is very appropriate. I don't know. Something smells fishy with this wagon. Yum. Way uh, too I believe this wine is for you, my friend. And Grayson just push it aside. Boy, howdy. Grayson does not drink. Seth does. Perfect. Later, I'll go into my um, my backpack. While we move on, Joan, and they're walking up the, or riding up the road, I'm going to try and um, summon my familiars on going as well, just FYI. Okay, so um, you actually travel for a good hour. Sir, one, I'm sorry, so the... sorry. One thing I want to do, before we leave, Grayson's going to release the horses, because they're just tied to a wagon here in the middle of nowhere, and they're going to starve, so he'll release the horses. Oh, so you guys gonna get in? You're not gonna get into the carriage. You're just gonna carry on east on your pony, or you're gonna get into the wa- the carriage. People can get a wagon. It's like a really posh carriage. Like oh, with a carriage. Well, I guess we could take the wagon if it's just sitting here. I mean, are the I mean like are the horses amicable to being driven by a halfling and a cat? They seem to be like completely unaware of your surroundings. However, if at any point you both get in. The wagon, the stop calling it a fucking wagon. The carriage door will close, and the horses will just head east on their own, as if driven by, uh, uh, you know, someone driving them. But there's no one there. Okay, what what I'm going to do is push the pony into the carriage ahead of us and get in. <laughs> ah, yes, perfect. It it doesn't really seem to be too keen on being pushed into the carriage. Sugar Lump loves me, and she'll come into the carriage with me. <laughs> If you can give me an animal handling uh, ah. uh, roll ah. at disadvantage. <laughs> I hope you get booted in the face. But it's funny. Oh boy, I have a minus one to this roll at disadvantage. At disadvantage. I rolled a one. Wow. Okay. It's two minus one. So the the, uh, the pony rears in absolute terror as you try and push it towards the carriage and it gallops off back towards one foot. Yep. Can it kick that it is. in the face first? Sugar lump. Sugar lump. I'm gonna run after it, like like tip you down the road where he doesn't get nowhere near it. And then get back into the carriage. So I'm gonna flick over to the other two. Excellent. <laughs> so uh um Voron and um God, I drank too much already. Voron ah, and Ulrich. Um you've the the snow has really slowed you down. Um the, the path that's headed first sort of west then turning to the north is incredibly steep and the snow and slush have made it hard going. Um, you've rested for the night and battled with uh, a number of wolves and also one very freaky, slimy zombie which fell apart to your dreadful hammer auric. Um, you set off early the next morning. Um, you do notice as well that the, the zombie seemed to be having huge bite marks out of it when you woke up the next morning. Auric and forward looks very refreshed. Nonetheless, um, you head off the next morning and join a huge road that heads um, east and west. To the west, it heads down through the mountains. To the east, you see the huge castle Ravenloft coming out of the, the clouds you do see from the west a large black wedding wagon stop calling it a fucking wagon where has this come from a large <laughs> black a carriage a rickety shitty wagon coming up the road in the back of it <laughs> um, and you are actually blocking the road with your Vistani wagon there we go there's a wagon uh, in that case I'm just going to st- Pull Wardy uh, to a stop in the crossroads and wait for the carriage to come. So the, uh, carriage. the beautiful carriage uh, slows to a halt and um, outside, uh, out of the window, pokes a very recognisable cherubic face of Saf. Oh, Shiza. Oh, God. He... <laughs> hey, guys! Hey, Saf! Uh... What happened? Quick question. Any of you seen a pony? No. No ponies. <laughs> a pony? The pony was a companion of ours. We believe he may be lost, and we are slightly concerned about him, says a small gray cat, who then just plunks down to the floor in front of you. I just stop moving immediately, and I'm just like, who said that? Why is the cat talking? 
That would be so me. So, Grayson, um, the person that just said that is a skeleton dressed in heavy armor, and next to him is a elf who's looking slightly worse for wear, slightly rotting and smelling of roses, strangely. <laughs> Almost decayed roses at this stage. Yeah, I would turn to the half like, like, these are your friends, these undead creatures. Well, when you lick your own balls, I would not be too critical. <laughs> at least he has his own. <laughs> I mean, Fuck you too. <laughs> they're my friends. They they, they kind of work for me. They carry my gold. Work. Um, ah, they are hired servants. I would. I, I don't pay them. Right. <laughs> sort of just I sort of splutter and try to talk and then just shake my head and say. <sighs> our our other friend is back here too. If you want to meet him. Well, I am sorry for your conditions, my friend, but if he says you are friends, then I accept you as well. Just don't trust them around oil lamps. They're not good with fire. Right. <laughs> Understood. Don't like, I don't like fire. Understood. Um, you are actually standing before Castle Ravenloft, so um, right in front of you, um, twin turrets of stone broken from years of exposure. Um, stand. Beyond these guard towers is a precipice of 50 foot wide, a fog-filled chasm that disappears to unknown depths. A lowered drawbridge of old shored-up wooden beams stretches across the chasm between you and the archway to a courtyard. The chains of the drawbridge creak in the wind, their rust-eaten iron straining under the weight. From atop the high walls, stone gargoyles stare out of you, their hollowed eye sockets grin hideously. A rotten wooden portcullis, uh, green with growth, hangs above the entry tunnel. Beyond this location, the main doors of Castle Ravenloft stand open. A rich, warm light spills from within, flooding the courtyard. Torches flutter sadly in sconces on both sides of the open doors. Um, first things first, why do you, where did you get that carriage from? Why, what's going on? So... This is Strahd's carriage. Seems like a nice guy. We're invited to dinner. Uh, hand over the letter to show him. Um, as I do that, can I have... Um, my familiar is going to be a rat this time. That's going to um, just be on my shoulder. A, a, a rat? Oh, that's Are you rat. seriously <laughs> going to do that with the oh, cat? That's probably not, I did not even well, think actually, it. When you summon, when you summon it, it's a completely skeletal rat. Only bones. Less Ooh. enticing. <laughs> oh man. I don't have a name for him now. I'll think of it in a while. It'll come to me when I need to call him. I'm um, just kind of scanning over the letter and I throw it over to um, Ulrich. Just how, shaking how you my guys head. How Well, we woke up and you and Irina were gone. And so we went to find you. Uh, from what we could gather, you got thrown into a river. Yeah. So we... um. We heard uh, a wolf howling, um, like like the wolves back in Barovia, and we ran uh, along the river. And then this this dark figure just came, and he t- he took quite a beating, to be honest with you. But but he managed to throw me in the river just about, and um, I don't know where Irina is. I mean, it's, re- it's really irresponsible of you guys losing her like this. You guys ran off when you heard the wolves howling and didn't wake up me and Yurik. Well, we we were we were we were gone for um, she went for a walk, and I was following her to, to protect her. To um, protect I her. The, I, I saw up in the middle of the night. There was no time to wake you guys, and uh, you were dead asleep. Da 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 da. da. Just nope. get more and more angry as I talk to him, shaking my head, <laughs> almost stomping my feet. <clears throat> um, okay, well, from we followed her footprints to just basically the edge of where the waterfall goes down, and her and a pair of boots behind her just disappeared. We don't know what happened. So we said we'd get back on the road and hopefully be able to find you. Oh, so just to just to quote, oh, her footprints headed south. Yeah, sorry. Whereas whatever yeah. was following her seemed to fly off. Uh, so yeah, no, we followed her footprints south to, which led us to here. Coincidentally, you're here too in your new carriage, going for dinner with Strad. I'm moving up in the world, man. I own a windmill. I, I'm going for dinner with a lord. It's going to be great. How do you know you're not going to be the dinner? Uh, 
Well, you are the only point. things that is fresh on the menu. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Fair point. I mean, yeah, good point. That is a solid point. Um, we should probably all go in together. Just, just you know, safety and numbers and all that. Uh, fed up with his usual bullshit, I'm going to examine the stonework that the, of the castle uh, using my stone running dwarven ability. So, do you need to make a roll for that? I do indeed. Um, <clears throat> You're not a very good dwarf. <laughs> no, I'm really not a very good dwarf. What's my proficiency bonus? Are you even aware it's stone? <laughs> what, what, what is this Plato? Uh, he crit failed for people who don't know. That still only comes out to an 11, even with all the bonus, bonuses of having stone running. That's pretty impressive, considering you rolled a, a 1. Or is it a 6? You It's a 6. A 6. Um... So what, what specifically do you want to know about the stonework? Uh, its age and its maybe racial origin. So um, you definitely, hun- I can't give you specific because you rolled a six, but um, even with an 11, it's, it's definitely old. I mean, hundreds of years old, centuries old. Um, you would guess um, human origin, but with magical support. Um, particularly right. because if you have, a, I've, I've uploaded a picture of Castle Ravenloft. You see on Roll Twenty. Yeah. So particularly the height of um, two of the towers seems unnatural. Okay. The castle itself is immense. Only we dwarves could have made towers this high without magic. Do we see anyone outside? Are there gatekeepers? Are there people on the walls? Anything like that? No, so you're stood by these kind of like two decaying towers that stand in front of this drawbridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the towers themselves look completely deserted and decrepit. Um, you would guess that no one has used them in um, centuries. Um, the drawbridge itself does actually look completely unused, and you worry about whether it would hold the uh, the carriage, although evidently it has done, as you can see the uh, wheel marks in the snow leading across it. Mm. Um, there are a couple of lights and a couple of windows um, sort of in various towers in the main building, but they're like candlelight, um, really, really dim. But if they are candles, they must have been lit recently. So someone is home. Mm. We should head inside, my friends, and find out what is going on here. I will say as well, the time is probably about four o'clock in the afternoon, but Barovia itself is a dark and dreary place. Who are you, Cad? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> ah, my name is Grayson. <laughs> How did you meet Sav? Uh, found him in a river. Yeah. Ah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I mean... Finding him or retrieving him? Both. Both. <laughs> 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 hey guys, look, this cat is gonna make us millions. Wait till you hear him play the dulcimer. We're gonna make a band. We're gonna, gonna be bigger than the Pet Shop Boys, ironically. Uh, <laughs> there are, when I do have those moments of quiet when I can pluck at my dulcimer and think about the time before sentience, I do enjoy that. Have you heard um, Saf play his tin whistle? It's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> I have not. I actually don't have it. I believe. Perhaps we can inter- perhaps we can entertain our guests. Yeah, some music. I think Strad could like it. <laughs> Let's find out. I'd have to find my own whistle to do that. But, uh, <laughs> so while you're having this conversation, the uh, the black horses sort of snort and then just like charge on through and roll, go straight across, roll across the courtyard and sorry, across the drawbridge and disappear through the gates. Seems safe enough. Grayson will follow. Um, so Grayson, I'm gonna. You don't need to roll anything crossing the um, the drawbridge, despite its rickety and rotten frame. Who wants to go next? <laughs> I weigh like thirty pounds, so oh, I'll go next. Don't mind. Can you give me a D20, please? Oh dear. D20 Dex or just D20? Just just D20. Just roll me a D20. Uh, fourteen. Sorry. Like you cross the drawbridge with uh, no ill effect. It, like it does, like a gust of wind does blow by and make you wobble for a second, but then you make it across no problem at all. Uh, right. How cold outside is it? Um, as a skeleton, you don't really feel the cold. Yeah, but what, what do I see around me? Is is, is the snow piling up or? Um, so where you are now, um, actually, the worst snow you you've seen um, was right when you saw. Um, 
sort of where, where the battle with Irina was, that's where the blizzard was worth. It's almost as if the um, anger of what's happened has affected the weather. Um, where you are now, I'd say it's a light dusting. So I'm not wor- worried about my hairy boar freezing to death out here? No, no, no. I okay. think you're probably fine. Freezing. In that case, I'll... I'll, I'll t- <laughs> I'll uh, tie up Wardy and uh, sort of rush across myself. All and I think you had uh, a, a number of horses as well. Did we bring? No, I, they were. I never said yeah, 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 Irina had a horse. Okay. So yeah, there was a whole load of horses. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're tied up. Too. They're all tied up to the wagon already. Someone's like anchor the wagon, drop the brakes, throw out the land timer, land anchor. The land anchor. Is that Solvarix's <laughs> dead body? Oh, yes. <laughs> I pound his head into the ground like a stake. Okay, so give me a, a d20 roll as you cross the drawbridge. Oh, Jesus. Eight. You're fine. It does, it does like one of the boards cracks under your feet, but you just move on. No issues at all. I was going to say, I did weigh 100 kilos. I'm not 100 more, 130 kilos. I'm not sure what I weigh as a skeleton. Not much. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's just Voron, you're just left. Did I, like, were we following Irina's footsteps this far, or were we just following the so road at this stage? As, at some point, her footsteps, like, you do, so you followed her south until you met the road, and at the road, her footsteps seem to disappear just because it's, it's so hard to track. So okay. you're definitely sure that she's, there's only been this one road, so unless she left the road itself, she's... Um, All right, cool. She's headed this way. Whether she went into the castle or whether she headed west, you're not sure. I just kind of look around and give a shrug and just... Go for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two for anyone that um, so, can't see. Roll 20. So the uh, the boards crack underneath you and there's a dizzying moment where a piece of wood like sails down this kind of like unimaginable depth to the river far below. But you hold your balance and you're fine. So um, mechanically, the way this works is only a five percent chance of dropping. So it's anything. If you roll a one, then you're fucked. Oh, you're fine. oh <laughs> my god! Well, that's I been just... invoked now. <laughs> can I um? Can I just as we're as we're walking to, up to the the gate or portcullis, whatever is there? Can I just um take the little rat off my shoulder and like kind of shoot him into kind of the side of the wall where the wall meets the ground and see if he can find like a little hole where he can scurry around and just basically trail us to kind of keep an eye on things okay so you want him following you basically Sherlock Bones I want you to just follow us and keep keep an eye out for <laughs> any danger um, so let me know if anything goes wrong okay that tickled me so you can have yes. inspiration for Sherlock Bones <laughs> <laughs> oh god hey I'm a dad I like dad jokes I'm just no, not I'm just... person so I like <laughs> oh, oh, Owen yeah you're just terrible cheap <laughs> easy laughs they're the best laughs I think that's my, my mistake. All my quips are too clever. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, totally. That's, that's it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ahead. You're, you're in like a large courtyard. Um, it, it does continue to the left and right and go round the, the main castle building. Um, in front of you, the ornate outer doors of the castle hang open, flanked by these fluttering torches in iron sconces. Um, you can see, you can actually see into the castle. Um, so there's this sort of um, undecorated stone room, and beyond that, um, you see another set of doors. Uh, hello! hello. <laughs> it's exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll march up it my with, with my heavily with my glaived hand. I'll just pound on the door, and that's not the right word for hand armor. Anyway. Gauntlet. 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 With my gauntlet at hand, I'll... Oh, SwordNet Radio's gonna be pissed. Uh, Pan on the door. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's gonna cut the door down. Okay, so you're... Um, rather than creating this cacophonous echo which you were looking for, it just, like, thuds against these really damp, rotten doors um, that have definitely seen better days. Um, however, you do see that the room in front of you, um, about 20 foot square, it may have once been richly decorated, although like round the outside, maybe sort of um, the sort of flags, the ones that sort of bear coats of arm have all rotted. Um, however, you do see some dark shadows um, high up on the ceiling, but you can't see any uh, details from where you're standing. They look like statues, but you're not sure. Um, can I light a torch? 
from my um, with your um, undead nature you have um, very very good dark vision despite having no eyes oh yeah I do also you're a dwarf they have dark vision too um, but there are these two torches burning in the sconces if anyone wants to take I'll whip it on one of the torches because I don't do I, have I don't dark have vision? dark vision um, guys isn't fancy places like this kind of like a way to be seated kind of deal wait did you light a torch I'm taking a torch yeah so there's there's these two torches by the door. I'm taking one tor- oh, Can I hold torches with my fire curse? How how does that work for me? <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up. Um, you need to roll a constitution check. Um, I go to can, okay. Let me know how this works out. I'm going to go to reach the torch. As I pick it up, I'm going to like hot potato it into Varen's hands, like ah, and just gonna half pass throw that to him. And I, and I think that is where we're going to leave today's episode. Ah. <laughs> So I, thank I you very much for eat. listening. Uh, that's all from me. Um, Aram, do you want to? Is you anything you want to plug? Anything you want to mention before we head off? Sure. Uh, I am in the middle of finishing the God's Fall World Book, and if anyone wants more information about that, they can go to godsfall.com/worldbook. And do it so looks cool. amazing from what I've seen on your uh, Facebook page. Really, really good. Thank you. It's killing me. So I'm <laughs> glad you're happy. <laughs> uh, guys, do you want to say goodbye before, yeah, we, before we head off? I've been on, guys. Later. Check out the Discord as well. Peace out, guys. And uh, happy Canada Day. Woo! 150 years! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to listen to next week's episode right now and help us keep the show going, then check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash howwerollpodcast. I want to say a huge thank you to Monkeylicious for becoming our latest supporter. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms or suggestions, then we're very active on Twitter, at HWR Podcast, and on our Facebook page. As always, I want to say a huge thank you to BattleBards and Saranscape for their continued support, sound effects and music, and you should definitely check them out. Before we go, here is a word from this week's sponsor. The Nightshade Creations Prism Dice Tower and Rolling Service is a product that was made by gamers for gamers. When we decided to make it, we kept in mind the price, quality, and use. We all have partners, and some of us have kids as well, so price is a big factor for us. In order to make sure we kept it affordable and good quality, we made it out of Aspen. It works for all types of games, whether you want it to be a collectible item or to use it practically. We also wanted to make sure we let people get good deals on our Kickstarter, which is live now. So there are a couple early deals. The earlier you get in and the more dice towers you are willing to pitch in for, the cheaper you are able to get them for. Once again, we are Nightshade Creations. You can find us on Twitter at JB Nightshade and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash JB Nightshade Creations. Our project is the Prism Dice Tower and Rolling Surface, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it.